And I'm O Katrina. And you're watching Woman Up Podcast. If you're new here, hello, welcome. Are you lost? How did you get here? Please let somebody know. Uh, this is a podcast where two crazy cat lady feminist geeks talk about uh, geeky stuff like superheroes and Star Wars and whatnot. Every other Wednesday we run down our favorite things in the geek world at 8pm PST right here on Twitch. Yes, yes. we do. Yeah. I don't remember where we are in the agenda, but we're just going to keep going. So today we have a guest, Dante Bosco! Yay! How you guys doing? Uh, tell them about you, Sir Rufio and Lord Zuko and every other like Asian cartoon uh, I've ever yeah. seen. I'm just an actor. Um, I'm just an actor, but also a writer uh, and producer and a poet. I've uh, been around L.A. and like the Hollywood scene for like the last uh, 30 years. So um, I'm just hanging out with awesome. these girls, friends, and... Uh, you know, it is uh, it is Asian American Month. Yes, yes it which is. is. You know why Asian American Month calendar, and I am. <laughs> you know, I'm in that category. We found the nearest Asian man. <laughs> yes. Brought him into my home just for you guys. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about you know all the things on the agenda to talk about. Yes. Oh, What's yes. on our agenda today? We are talking about Hollywood versus Asians, as uh, Sarah has listed it here, but the uh, nice and sugary way to say it would be Asian representation mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Uh, there have been quite a few headlines as of late that are a little, that are a little aggravating, and, uh, and a lot of people are, are getting together and doing something about it. So we're going to talk about that. But before that... And this is great. We do intros to all of our, our things because we don't actually have a sound coordinator, okay. so we yes. do the sound Oh, effects. I do warn him. Yes. I wanted to see his face oh. when it happened. Oh, no, really? Oh, darn it. That's fine. We it's always throw people off. Okay. But before <laughs> that, it's time for Newsflash. It's good. We're going to have a, a programmer one day. No, never have. <laughs> uh, so Newsflash is where we talk about uh, three things in the news real quick that we want to talk about. Those of you who have been around for a long time know we used to talk about a ton of things in the news and it used to take up half the podcast, so we are streamlining. Uh, first up, Darwin Cook passed. This is very upsetting. Yeah, why did I start with a downer? I'm sorry, guys. Rest in peace. Uh, it's really sad. Uh, he did some great work. In fact, uh, if you want to know a little more about him, I really enjoyed Gail Simone's Tumblr post mm -hmm. uh, where she recounted a story about what a great guy he was and how he was a little snarky and everything, but he, he was only ever very sweet to her. Mm -hmm. And she was a really huge fan of one of his books, and in return, he actually drew her a custom... Um, was it Batgirl or Black Canary? It was... Batgirl. Batgirl picture, I think. It might have been Black Canary. We don't know. <laughs> I read it and apparently deleted the information from my brain. Uh, but it was really cool of him. But um, he's a little snarky? Yeah, apparently. Not like cons or? Right, like just apparently in general as a person, like kind of sassy. Oh. Yeah. Um, so he did a lot of great art, especially love the Wonder Woman stuff that he did. Yeah. If you guys are looking for essential Darwin Cook, I would go no further than looking at Justice League, uh, A New Frontier, which is just amazing uh he, his art guided that whole story and and honestly his wonder woman art is some of the best of all time so she's taller than superman he is so great i love her outfit i love everything about it so uh if you don't know darwin cook now is a great time to get a history lesson uh in memory of his legacy right um and also to address a question in the chat by sel wonk it is asian american and pacific islander yes. uh, month so yes in your face Thinking no better than me. API. <laughs> API. <laughs> um, Filipinos confuse anyway. I mean, Filipinos. <laughs> you guys are just Spaniards, right? Really, I know. Think like, about it. They're Spanish, we're the Latino, Asians. Asian Latinos. Yes. Yes. But that makes them awesome because they cook all of Sarah's favorite food. Oh, go. yes. Absolutely. Um, so, in other news, Iron Man 3. We learned some interesting news about that mm. that we did not know before <laughs> slightly depressing news but hey i mean we don't we don't know the movie could have sucked either way um but for those of you could have well i mean did you watch it yes i'm saying it could have still sucked i'm sorry i wasn't very clear it okay. could have still sucked bless its heart um but originally apparently the main villain of iron man 3 was going to be a woman so, and the reason that she was not made a woman is because uh, Ike Perlmutter, um, human trash can, human was, trash still, can. <laughs> was still at the head of Marvel Studios at the time, and, uh, and he and some other board members decided that she would not sell toys, yeah. so they yeah. canceled that. <laughs> that's, that's, that kind of sucks. What's crazy about it, and we've, we've brought this up before, but like, I have a lot of action figures from mm -hmm. when I was a kid, and there were always 
as many female characters amongst my action figures as men. Mm-hmm. Like, I had five Catwomens and five Batmans. I had my Podmays and my right. Princess Leias along. I had my Hercules and my Xenas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when this became, like, a thing. I think it's changed so much now. Right. I, I yeah. think it's not how it used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's like, I mean, I play a lot of League of Legends, so. We play, we play all the girl, <laughs> we play all the girl, you know, champions yeah. or some of the best champions. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. When you go to the store to buy, I mean, sell as fast. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no, it doesn't distinguish your mind, like, I'm not going to buy it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get, like, a, a, back in the day, to get my Ray figure, my friend had to buy me Disney Infinity toys. Right. <laughs> like. <laughs> Although the Ray didn't make the Ray originally, right? Which is odd. In some, in some In runs, a lot of yeah. the toy lines, they didn't make her because uh, they thought that the pe- person we were most going to get excited about was, like, Kylo Ren, right? <laughs> like, they made more Kylo Ren things than anything else. Which, I mean, maybe they shouldn't have revealed his face to us if that was the thing. I know. Yeah. Why did they reveal it so fast? They were like, I'm a little sad puppy potter. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Why are you pouting? You know, it kind of made it not as cool instantly. Yes. Yes. Which I feel Which like, I love. My, I love yes. Adam Driver as mm-hmm. an actor. I, I do love him, but mm-hmm. the same token... The mystique of Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. Gone. Right. It, it, and that lasted through three movies. But I felt like they did it to subvert our expectations. Mm-hmm. Very specifically in both we have revealed the bad guy and also he doesn't look like what you would imagine an evil scary man looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get that. That's cool. But also. But also. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was. I didn't uh, want his toy. I didn't know he was a hipster from yeah. you know, Brooklyn. Or I love his hair. Life. I was like, wow. He inherited the Star Wars. He's a hipster from, yeah. from Silver Lake. From Silver Lake. I would run into him at the ramen shop. He's just kicking it. I didn't realize they were yeah. actually villains. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little disappointing. Uh, but Ray, I mean, she's a star of the movie. How are you, are you not going right, well, to... She's like Luke Skywalker. Right. Well, apparently they didn't make as many Luke Skywalker toys back in the day. Really? Or they didn't sell as well. Yep. Yeah, we like villains, apparently, is, is what I was reading about. Um, for toys, kids prefer the villains for a lot really? of shows and cartoons. I was all about the Luke Skywalker original. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker toy. Yep, I mm-hmm. still, still have mine. And my girls, I mean, you think about it. I mean, obviously, like, who's buying the April O'Neil toy as opposed to the right. turtles? I think the guys are still. My toys oh, yeah. needed girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I always gave them that. I mean, like, and it. it, it I'm talking about it. Do you remember those boobs on action? Yeah. <laughs> I, had I, a, I had a female. Right. I had a female uh, Venom, and she's my favorite because her titties were, like, yeah. out here. Like, this. I was like, this is cool. What do these do? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, Iron Man 3, originally. Uh, quite a bit different. You guys should read the actual article on Uproxx. It's an interview, and it's just uh, with Shane Black, and it's just actually interesting. He's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, last but not least, in our news, spin-off Harley Quinn movie. Take yes. Uh, okay, so I would like to also comment in it on the larger DC shakeup uh, this week. Um, Jeff Johns, who's been helping out with the TV coordination and is one of the heads of DC, was finally put in charge of the DCEU. So, as Marvel has... Kevin Feige, Jeff Johns is now in that position. So that is a huge relief. Um, That's a fun name. Yeah. Jeff Johns! Jeff Johns! It was, I mean, like, his, his name is spelled like Geoff, so it's oh, it, he's oh, confusing. Yeah, it's pretty, Jeff, it's pretty Jeff, fancy. And he's, you know, he's one of the my, my favorite creatives at DC. Um, and before anybody says anything about Green Lantern, that was not necessarily in his <laughs> hands. Um, and if you've looked at his work recently, it's great. So with that in mind, um, <laughs> with that in mind, there's going to be a spin-off Harley Quinn movie, and the rumor is that the Birds of Prey are going to be in it, uh, and we're going to also see Batgirl. So... Who would want to see that? Margot Robbie is going to be executive, uh, producer. I did see that, and a female writer as yes. well. So no, she, I can't wait to see Suicide Squad. Me too! I was not excited about Batman vs. Superman. But I still haven't oh. seen it. No, we You know... <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I have no... All I know is that there's like Marvel person than DC anyway, but... So, right, still. so I will say that it was... I thought it was going to be absolute garbage, mm-hmm. so it actually was a little better How's been than I thought it would be. Uh, he's my second favorite part of the movie. Oh, the Wonder Woman is my oh, yeah, number she one. Cool. She well, she didn't just look cool either. Like she was on there for like four seconds and stole the show, like uh, Michael <laughs> Pena and, and Ant Man. Like mm-hmm. she 
everything about our character was what I wanted to see, mm-hmm. what we awesome. all wanted to see from Wonder Woman, so that was really cool. And then uh, Ben Affleck's Batman was actually a detective, and I really enjoyed his portrayal of that Batman. Right, I gotta mm-hmm. see it. I'm gonna wanna see it. There were a lot of things wrong. Absolutely. There's a lot of, a lot of shooting. Like yeah, so it's still in the budget theater, so I can go check it out. But, but, uh, but the Suicide Squad looks amazing. Yeah, that one, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for Wonder Woman, so. I mean, I like the rendition that they got Margot yeah. dealing with, uh, with with Harley. I mean, she's probably the most, her, I mean, her and Deadpool are probably the most cosplayed characters I see at cons around the world. Mm-hmm. I would say for sure, like Deadpool Definitely. and Harley Quinn. They're also like totally OTP. Yeah. Like they're like cross genre. Yeah, I can see that too. OTP. I can see that. They would be also. so happy. To, he would treat her so much better than Joker. Oh, wait, I just thought about that. Yes, he would. That's the thing. Deadpool. Derek, let's really cross. does treat women pretty well. Yeah, let's cross true. the streets, guys. True. So I'm interested to see the first really kind of major, you know, depiction of the character right. like in real life, not in drawing. Right. Yeah. I am nervous for two reasons. Number one, um, I didn't really enjoy her performance from the trailers. Um, mm. Something, I, but that can always be due to how somebody cut it, the music in the background. I not feel you. I thought it'd be a little more jokery right. in my mind, but then she's she like a sub dude. Like, yeah, she was like, "I'm a manic pixie dream girl." It took me like, for a while. Like, oh, is she Harley Quinn? I mean, I thought mm. that for like the first two times. Like, is right. she doing Harley Quinn? Mm-hmm. Right, because she's not. She also she's also not doing the voice. Right. Um. So that probably is throwing everybody off. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the fact that they had to go back and add humor also just makes me, makes me oh, a little nervous. So just to clarify, and this is something they did not go back and add humor. It was actually action that they were adding. And they were cleaning up a couple shots. How did all of these news outlets report the exact wrong news? Because someone started a rumor. Again. Look at yeah. all these rumors. Yeah. Can't take it no Someone more. started, and there was th- this rumor started after Batman vs Superman came out and was criticized as humorless. Now I'm not one of those people who believes Batman and Superman can do no wrong because oh goodness, even the trailers look bad. But uh, but yeah, this was definitely something that was started by like someone who. Like, oh, I heard that it's not funny enough. But also, um, some like Margot, uh, she's she's not like a funny person in real life. Like in your mind, <laughs> I mean, I don't, we don't know her. I, I, saw, I, I saw her I, party one time. She was shockingly gorgeous. Like I was like, yo. Of course. That's like, hilarious crazy. when that happens, and you're like, oh shit, that's like, not TV. Oh god, that's like really this is shockingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not like she's you know Robert Downey Jr. Something like that, where like, oh my god, that girl's so hilarious. Right. I want to see her yeah. in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot because that uh, that's a comedy, and I want to see how she. Because who's like a beautiful, funny girl that would be, you know, perfect for like. For Harley. Harley, like someone who's slightly crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with the depiction in the movie. I'm, I'm like so, so on it. That's They're it. using her new Fifty Two origin where he dumps her in the vat. Right. So it's kind of like. We'll see. I, I want to see. I mean, look yeah, at the trailer. The trailer it. looked like awesome. It was before Civil War when I saw it, so I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm probably going to let Katrina see it and then decide <laughs> what she says will mean whether or not I go see it. Unless I get another free showing, which happens all the time. Now, it is time for <gasps> Chick Picks. Oh, you were chickens. Tweet, tweet. Chickens. We're baby chickens. We're not chickens. I'm not a chicken. Okay. Bop, bop. Bark, bark. things that you should check out by women or by people of color, but generally by women. Uh, so we've all gathered up some of our favorite uh, highlights and tweets. And Sarah, if you would like to kick that yeah, off. Yeah, sure. As soon as I get this random thing that has fallen into my eyeball. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> uh, it looks like it was a bunch of purple eyeliner that fell into my eye. Happy to report everything is fine. <laughs> Project Solace. How would the world change if women and non-binary folk had superpowers? Um, so I asked you guys on Twitter for a bunch of suggestions, and dag on it, you came through so mm-hmm. hard, but I had to just choose three. Um, probably going to share the rest on Twitter, um, or save them for a future show, depending on what their deadlines are. Um, but this one was created by, I've never said her name before, looks like Laisha Riddle, um, and she has a Patreon. Thank you so much, Ninja Puss, for posting that, and you guys can follow that and check her out, because uh, some folks recommended her, and looks like she's doing big things. Project Solace. Mm-hmm. Solace, Solace, okay. Um, do you... Oh, well, yeah, probably Solace. I probably said the word wrong. That's what you want. Solace or Solace? I don't think you know. Solace. Like Summer Solace, right? Why I Solace? I've only ever... Uh, I'm not very scientific. <laughs> I don't think that's science. 
No, no, like the, the James Bond movie. <laughs> oh yeah, Quantum of Solace. Solace. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's cool. Solace. It's Solace, not Solace. <laughs> Yet another word on my list of words I've been saying wrong my entire life. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm someone who used to call it the Falcon, so and it's Falcon, <laughs> but we'll go for it. Yeah, that's why I think I got confused when I was young about the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. I didn't realize it was a Falcon. Yep. It's all Harrison Ford's fault. He was supposed to be pronouncing it right. Um, so my first chick pick is a new comic by Vixen Varsity. If you guys are familiar with her site, I'm a really big fan of her work. And uh, Victoria Roboto is on um, colors for this. It's called Amira, and it's about a young girl who gets superpowers. But it is about uh, a young girl of color who has beautiful giant hair, and I love her already. So you guys should check it out. Follow her. Uh, follow Victoria and Vixen. Now. Ask them questions about it. Um, because they're going to be releasing more information about it soon. Yes. Uh, my chip pick is a band called Moonchild. Moonchild. I love Moonchild. Do you know Moonchild? <laughs> yeah. Amazing band. Uh, they're like a jazz. It's kind of like new jazz. Neo soul, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The cool thing is the girl's voice is amazing. She kind of sounds like Eric, but she's, she, there's a, they're like a white crew. She's like a red-headed white girl. <laughs> her name is Amber Navron or something like that. Navron. And the crazy <laughs> thing is they're a jazz group, right? And then they, they also have these amazing kind of horn sections, mm -hmm. like real cool. And then she's one of the horn players. Oh, So they whip dope. out the horn. I think she plays the saxophone. That's like, I think there's this group called Hyenas Coyote that when I heard them, I definitely thought they were people of color. And then it like showed them as much of like Swedish people dressed crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang, I got soul. Yeah, these, I mean, I thought it was like, it sounds like Erica Badu. Like mm -hmm. a new Erica Badu. Like, what is this? And then you're like, oh, yeah, they're like, like some white kids from Philly. <laughs> I found them through Postmodern Jukebox, uh, oh, really? Scott Bradley's, and then like uh, Spotify recommended that. They're sick. Yeah, go, go listen to them on Spotify. Mm -hmm. really yes, amazing. Moonchild is the name of the childlike princess in Neverland Story. <laughs> I wondered that for like 10 years, by mm -hmm. the way. What does she yell at? What does he yell at the window? I don't know. I have to look it up online. <laughs> anyway, Chick Picks, again, moving on. Breaking the Glass Slipper is a bi-weekly podcast on women in fantasy, sci-fi, and horror. was also recommended to me. Um, they seem like pretty dope chicks. Ninja Plus is going to post the link again. Thank you for doing that. Um, but they are also bi-weekly, so they don't really interfere with us. So I'll give you permission to go and listen to them. Um, but because they're focusing on sci-fi and fantasy and horror, those are all things near and dear to my heart, so you should definitely check them out. Uh, my second recommendation is for Sarah Kuhn's Heroin Complex. It is a new comic out, uh, coming out that is um, completely focused on an Asian heroine. So, wow. really exciting. I'm really excited to see it. It's beautifully drawn, um, but there's not too much information on, uh, on it yet, but I believe Sarah will copy mm -hmm. that into the chat. Yep. Actually, so it's Ninja. I'm not even doing it. Oh, Ninja's just doing this. This is one of the new things that I did we not tell you about. Really? Having a mod post the link so that we don't have to go... <laughs> Thank you, Ninja Puzz. Uh, awesome. Another we're going another round of chicken. You picks. actually don't... You only have to do one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah. your back up here with what I have said. I have my chick pick of the week yeah. right now is the new champ for League of Legends. Oh, yeah? This girl named Talia. Oh. Awesome. Mm -hmm. She's... Cute, but she's also a well, she's like an earthbender. Mm, she's dope. like based on Toph, I think we read. It's like she was based on Toph, like low key, and mm -hmm. then all her moves are like like making the ground go, and she's like got crazy. Oh, I mean, she just came good. out, I think today I, or yesterday. So when I play the League of Legends, I play this dragon chick named so I say Shivana, yeah. She's and then so my teammates will just go, Sarah, Sarah, come here, dragon, and I turn yes. the dragon. Yeah, I, I play Shivana when I jungle. I'm not great with her. But yeah, you know, inspire nation. I'm down with dragons. Right, you do love dragons because <laughs> get it, get it, get it. <laughs> but uh, Talia, yeah, earthbending champ on League of Legends. Very cool, dude. I used to cosplay as Top. It was awesome. I got a top. Yeah, you got oh, a good top. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just like yeah. I have. Top. I did yeah. a fire nation top back in awesome. the day. I will check it out. Uh, Sarah, your third. My third. Is, wait, did you go? I went with my second. Oh, so I guess I wasn't paying attention. Okay, <laughs> Studio 741.5. Okay, that's just awkward to say. Uh, these two awesome chicks are working on comics. Um, they're Ivy Noel and uh, Steens, and I like them, and I like what they're doing, so you should go check out their Patreon. 
But Patreon basically ensures that they can keep working on the comics they're working on um, while they're waiting to get paid. Because, like, they're with Oni Press and other things like that, but, like, you know, this is how comics work. You have to finish a project before you have the money to actually live your life. So we should support them while they work. And then my final uh, chick pick is Whitewashed Out is now a weekly chat and has a Twitter account, uh, which will pop up in the chat momentarily. You guys can check them out. They're, uh, I believe, what did I write there? Noon on Tuesdays. Um, and they always bring in people cool, pe- people cool, cool people. No, people to, cool. Let's roll with it. <laughs> they bring in people cool to talk about stuff and things pertaining to Asian representation in Hollywood. It's time for Heads, Heads up, up, Woman Up! Yeah! You really want to slow on that one. Huh? Did, did I go into a quick... Oh, I think we went... We didn't... We've been trying to keep our voices down. Let us know how we've been doing you on that. You have a new mic. Well, you have been too loud. loud. Our mic is new and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we yell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our normal state of being is yelling. I, I can't help it. I am, uh, I am uh, Latina. Cap- it's just... Right, Capone was testing the mic uh, before he left for New York. Shout out to Capone. Even though you're not here, our sometimes tech guy. And he starts going, Now I'm Katrina! I'm talking like Katrina! And I was like, Oh shit! And the cats were like, What the fuck is going on? Um, So yeah, you're you're pretty loud. I'm sorry. Uh, So. We're talking about Asian representation in Hollywood. We're going to cover quite a few things as much as we have time for. Um, To start us off, I just want to start us with a very pertinent tweet um, that Ava DuVernay posted. And it says, I posted it in there for all of you guys to read. Um, But she was doing a thing talking about diversity and asking a bunch of questions. And one of the questions she asked is, Help me count the upcoming TV shows from Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, Native Americans, Latino creators. Standing by for info, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> and how'd it go? Not a single answer. Not a single one. Ah, uh, well. Can you think of any? Want to sit here and think of some? Upcoming shows. Yeah. With, what, is the, what was the whole thing? Latinos, Native Americans, uh, Pacific Islanders, Asians. Yeah, well, that, you know, the, Hollywood's in, 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 in an interesting state right now, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, the. You know, it's just not, of course it's not as diverse as we'd like it to be. Right. Uh, and we, I think people of color or communities of color always want to go, oh, well, we hope to get co-opted into this bigger machine. Mm-hmm. And part of it's like, I don't think we should wait for that. You know, we just got to right. keep creating and continue to create and create our own stories. And the things, that the people as far as the stars, the writers, the directors, that will be able to get co-opted in the system may cross out. But I, it's just a weird thing. It's a very American thing to kind of join Join right. the empire versus creating your own and being versus rolled. just creating. <laughs> Don't you, do you do something like that? Let me. Uh, you do yeah, something once a month. Yeah, we only have this uh, Asian American Arts Club that I that I started about two years ago now, and um, it, I didn't mean to start like an arts collective. Mm-hmm. I just kind of called a meeting. Uh, <laughs> Morning I, yeah, a meeting. I didn't know. I, I don't know what happened. I kind of I called a bunch of friends and I kind of teamed up with some friends. Um, and together, it's like me, Bosia, the world-renowned poet, Adrian Rabiel, the big YouTuber, um, the great company, Carl Choi, and downtown, we would use their space, and they teamed up with us. And then, uh, you know, like, a bunch, about a dozen or so friends from, from the studio system kind of came, whether they be, like, vice presidents of, of uh, networks and directors and writers uh, and actors, and then about a dozen or so big YouTubers came also, mm-hmm. Asian Americans, Kev Jumba, Adrian Rafael, uh, JK Film Dudes, uh, the, like some of the guys from Wong Fu, Tim Delgado, right. and we just kind of got in a room, I mean, mm-hmm. I, they're like, Dante called us here, so we're here. <laughs> but I really, What's up, I know, right? So basically, I just asked, the first question I asked was, why, why are we as the, as the most affluent ethnic community in America, the least represented in mainstream media? And that just got to the conversation of, you know, where are we at? What are we doing? And it kind of led to this whole movement that we're doing now called We on the 8th, which is we meet the 8th of every month. And uh, it's all about content creation, inspiring the next generation of content creators, uh, kind of looking at, at the business as it is and trying not to blame or complain and really just trying to create product and create our own, our, you know, our own avenues. Take from what's going on in the Latino scene, take what's going on in the African-American scene, and, and try to just work. Right. Pretty, Pretty cool. fucking dope. Yeah. 
Um, so that is one of the things that gets said a lot to people when they complain about a lack of diversity is, oh, why don't you just create your own? And the most frustrating thing for all of us ethnicities is our response is always, we are. We have been. We've been creating our own content. We've been working on our own things. It's just getting it in front of you and getting it in front of your eyes, um, you know, is, is the main problem. So back to mainstream Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, we want to discuss a little bit some of the incorrect biases um, behind casting. The, the argument brought up a lot is, oh, we have to cast known actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, always, it's always confusing. Right. Um, especially because they love to cast some unknown white folk. I know. I know. That was like the whole thing, right? I mean, to a certain degree, certain stars, there is raising budgets, and there's like mm -hmm. stars like get that. Mm -hmm. But then there's other times it happens, and, you know, like say, like the, the Egypt group. Film recently, like, well, who's starring in these films? Right. <laughs> or, I mean, even with Avatar last Air, or the Airbender film, mm -hmm. uh, you know, originally, you know, they're like, okay, well, then we get Jesse McCartney and we're gonna get, I mean, these cats are Justin Bieber or something like that. Okay, not that you approve of that, but you're like, okay, that's somebody I know. Right. As opposed to a cast of unknowns, and you're going, well, you know, the star is actually the IP. Right. Mm. Let's just, if you're not gonna, you know, my thing was, you're basically missing. Opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a young actor. When I was a young actor, I, I was in a big film, and I know how that jumpstarts your career and kind of create a world for you in Hollywood. So, mm -hmm. my whole thing was, you're mi Hollywood's missing an opportunity uh, to hire some new young ethnic talent, whether they be Asian, whether they be uh, Native American. That would be great because not not every day do roles come along for people of color, and especially mm -hmm. in that age group. Um, so you just it's a missed opportunity, is all. And uh, and the reality is. I mean, a young Caucasian kid, there's, there's a young Caucasian kid in, you know. Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> all over, the, I mean, many films, they, they keep coming out. And uh, What else was the guy who played Spider-Man in, Katrina? The new Spider-Man. Do you know? I can't recall. I don't know. He was pretty good, though. He, he, he was, was fine. He was like beforehand. I, I like, don't know his name. I don't. Um, the, I mean, like... The, with Spider-Man on topic, there I are. Know they, some, I know they're they're going to do like a Latino one, right? There we go. Uh, well, Miles already exists. Miles Morales, yeah. He's Latino and black. So yeah. So the supporting great. cast is filling out with diversity, but I not didn't necessarily. See that, yeah. It would be cool if they did if they did Spider-Man. Right. Like, it's sort of like a reboot. Right. Exactly. This would have been the great chance to do it. Or, and he's so much younger than the rest of the cast. And he, right. So they kind of mm -hmm. hybrid did him. Yeah. Right. It's like the they took that y the youngness and the freshness of the new mm -hmm. one, but they were like, "Well, you guys only know Peter Parker." Boom. We're gonna disappear, but it's just an example of like t you know they don't mind casting people who aren't that well known or whose names aren't that big because you can always say produced by or you can hang on the name of the franchise Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man, yeah. People are gonna go see that. Um, so it, it's always just an interesting thing when that's trotted out. It's like this is the reason, it's like, and it's always it's trotted out by people who never give like a. It's trotted out by people in the industry who never want to come up with a resolution for it, yes. I find. Right. Like, they, they always give the excuse, and it's like, and what are you going to do? Like, and you see this problem, mm -hmm. so take some action. So right. that's why... Which also, if you remember, like, everyone in Hollywood are, are like, scared to get fired. Mm -hmm. Which we all know. We all, you know, different jobs, different corporations. So that's part of why there's no risks being taken, right? Mm -hmm. If someone's going to step out of the box and go, well, we're just going to hire this person of color, and, I mean... They're just scared to like they everyone's just trying to make the safest choice right. as possible mm -hmm. So part of I always tell people especially people color that might go to talk at colleges or in, you know mm -hmm. keynote places It's it's not a very you know, they, it's racism. Like, it's not racist with the concept it could, I mean ultimately it could be racist But the motivating factor is like you're not Hollywood where people looking at you and being racist. It's really a business, right? Mm -hmm. so part of it is the analytics aren't there mm -hmm. And if there's analytics, they're like, oh, there's more. If we had more Will Smiths going, well, every time we put a black guy in a movie, we're going to make $100 million. Guess what there's going to be? Yeah. More black stars in movies. But it's that's why it's a cash, It's like a chicken and egg thing, right? right. It's like mm -hmm. we exactly. have to create the content. We have to get the numbers. Um, how do we get the numbers without the support of the system? And, and then if you start getting the numbers without the support of the system, why do you even use the system? Right. But I have to be honest. Sometimes it doesn't, like, add up. For example, there's been plenty of female-led movies mm -hmm. that have done amazingly well. And then it doesn't and, and, and then we're not, not following we don't go back. It. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that, oh, that, that makes too. money. That makes a well, ton of money. Where are we? You also doing it? have to understand that there's uh, you know, Hollywood to to to, to a large extent is a boys club. Mm -hmm. A and uh, predominantly, you know, white male club. Therefore 
you know, these guys are creating art in their likeness. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, what does that mean? Hopefully in the generations to come, uh, it, it gets more even out with women, people of color, and then we may see also more right. of these stories told because it's, it's you know, for, since Hollywood, since 100 years or whatever the history of Hollywood, right. predominantly white males have been running Hollywood, like most businesses and corporations in America. Mm -hmm. It's even interesting, it, it's easy to see how insular Hollywood is with any film. When I was younger, I used to just think, oh, Hollywood has this view of America that's just not true, I don't know where this is happening. And it wasn't until I moved out here to L.A. that I'm like, oh, all these movies are based on L.A. Like, the way right. you think cop cars well, that's what I'm look, yeah, yeah, exactly. like every, the exactly. way high school functions. Exactly. Um, so it's definitely easy to see that we are seeing people who are sharing their personal experiences, but because we're so inundated with media, it becomes more than just their personal experiences, right. it becomes part of our experience and through media mm -hmm. that we absorb and we take as fact, which is why, branching off into another topic, to. the idea that um, Asian men are not sexy right. and can't be leading men is now perpetrating because we've all grown up not seeing right. any Asian men being the sexy, hot, hunky guy who's saving the girl right. and doing all these well, things. Well, that's why I always promote we have to do this, especially to the Asian American community, mm -hmm. like, let alone Latino community, the African American because in essence, like we said, when we watch films or television, the audience really is living out the story through the star of the movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're kissing the girl, saving the world, everything, you know, and predominantly that happens through Caucasian men. Right. And so we will have more empathy or more, you know, for that because we're all lived our lives through that for so many years and seen the world through their eyes. Mm -hmm. So to open up that scope, um, it's it's a it's a must for us to have, tell more stories. The cat is in the house. He so I closed there. the door. I don't know if you guys heard a thunk earlier. I closed the door and he <laughs> said, "Absolutely not! How dare you!" And he slammed the door open. Uh, that cat has a thick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's uh. You know, he's also just fat. He's, he's fat. Just really fat. But also, he looked like a, kind of like a stuffed animal. <laughs> Kind of look like he's wearing a furry suit. Yeah, just like, like, a little tiny a man, and he's real dumb. <laughs> he's real, real dumb. That's my Bailey boy for anyone new here. But I think that this is why it's so important to 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 support those Asian creators, like like your your group and and the East West West players here yes. in LA. Yeah. Some of my favorites, um, because that that idea needs to not be perpetuated. And the best way to do it is to give your money to people who are mm -hmm. actually making these these films and these TV shows. So I, I I think that like seeking out those people is where is where you're gonna make your, your dollar count. Mm -hmm. so. I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. Um so let's move on to do you guys want to talk about white washed out a little more? Do you yeah, feel like talk about more like explain the white yes. washed uh, out hashtag. So you, know, you actually yeah. wrote so guys, funny I, enough. Uh, while I was researching this topic, because I, you know, I saw the tweets as they were going by, but I wanted to actually, like, read, you know, when people go back and they consolidate everything and turn it into a story. So I search the hashtag, and the very first article pop, pops out, I click on it, and it's her article. <laughs> I've been Made it. it pretty She's tightly. rich. No, I'm not, not, I'm not rich. Oh, please, if I were rich... She you wouldn't be on a better show. Oh, oh you would make it better? Oh, okay. I am a caring person. If you were rich, you would ditch us, but I would be here oh. decorating your room. So. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, guys, I've got to I gotta go. Neo hashtag. <laughs> she, she's like the chaotic evil, and I'm like the chaotic good. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> and the yeah. guest is in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I was about to say, do you know what your character alignment would be? Uh, I'm not in the middle. Yeah, neutral? Neutral, neutral? neutral. neutral. True, neutral. True, neutral. <laughs> True neutral. I like it. I like it. But uh, yeah, so why watch that? As Ninja Post is stating here in the chat, it's a weekly discussion. That happens at noon on Tuesdays, but it started as a hashtag by a couple different writers and actress Margaret Cho um, to talk about what's going on in Hollywood and, and show basically how much demand there is to see, uh, you know, Asian actors in the lead of roles and in, in creative positions that, that are respectable and high up. So, um, yeah, it's a great little conversation. It uh, trended when it first came out. It mm -hmm. trends uh, every week now that it that it's online. Um, and I think it's a, a very necessary conversation. Yeah, I'm get, what, day is, what day is this week? Uh, Tuesdays. And you should totally follow them on Twitter because I bet they would want you to join them. I would so. definitely. And I'm, um, I'm friends with a lot of people that we, I saw in the, in the tweets. So I definitely yes. will. Uh, it's some, some really awesome join. people talking and it's so great to see it. Mm -hmm. Because we, 
I think sometimes people try to stay out of controversies. I do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially online, you did. Right. So, uh, so, so it is kind of inspiring and important to me that I am seeing so many Asian actors and actresses and comedians and mm -hmm. performers of all types stepping up and saying, nope, this is something that affects me. You can't use me as your excuse for, no, I'm not complaining. I'm going to also tell you my experiences. Um, and didn't they do, like, John Cho is, like, starring... Yes, okay, so there are two really cute hashtags, and I love them. There's one that's starring John Cho, where they edit John Cho into into movies and movie posters, and then the other one is starring Constance mm -hmm. Wu, where they awesome. do the same thing with her, so... Awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty cool, so, like, uh, check those out as well. Those are, those are... And people are genuinely thinking about, like, which roles would be best for these people. Right. So it's it's a really cool little... Little hashtag. I always love those experiments. They pop mm -hmm. up online a lot where people try to cast people other than white people right. in roles that are archetype like archetypes that we know the role well enough to yeah. then like, well, have you thought about this actor or that yeah. actor? I mean that's a big crime and I you know, I always talk about like we can put, you know, a room we like say we're like the the Caucasian stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can tell you the incremental differences between a Brad Pitt and a Tom Cruise and mm -hmm. a Johnny Depp and a, I mean the list goes on. I mean mm -hmm. we could tell you the Orlando Bloom will go. Well, he's a little bit more like this. He look. You put, you could put, you know, six Asian guys from different. Like Asian, a Filipino, a Japanese guy, guy and, Korean. And then you'll be like, you know, they're kind of the same. <laughs> different ages. You're like, hold on a second. But again, it's not necessarily the fault of the audience. It's, it's it goes upon the artist. Goes upon Hollywood. We have to. Yeah create more i mean right. you can't help but you know to 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 know stereotypes only you see a sliver of certain right. communities and coming in to do one line two lines doing a very narrow aspect of a character mm. even though there may be truth in that aspect for for that community right that's not the you know we need to see more well-rounded open scopes right. of, of full scopes of, of of characters of uh, the human experience. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. It does affect our daily lives. There's, we don't just come up on our own and be like, "Oh, all Asian people are really smart and dorky," right. or "All black men talk a certain way, and if you don't talk that way, you're acting white." Like, right. we mm -hmm. limit ourselves so much in getting to know the people around us and and just understanding culturally what America is because of what we're inundated totally. with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the great things of. YouTube and the internet, mm -hmm. the rise of YouTube stars, and really seeing people create full careers and um, mm -hmm. and a lot of content that aren't quote unquote uh, Hollywood, you know, good looking up or Hollywood types. Where you'll see uh, you know cats like a like like a Tim Delgado do mm -hmm. hundreds thousands of hours of footage, and you see a real person, mm -hmm. or you see you know it's just that that kind of thing where. Where all these YouTube stars are able to create content that Hollywood is not creating, and right. us giving us a, a, a more well-rounded, well-rounded scope of what's going on. I mean, in the end, content creating is, is storytelling, mm -hmm. and like the storytellers have the people that have been holding the the like lock and key on the storytelling for years have been in this town predominantly, right. and it's been you know for better or worse, it's been their idea of what the world is like. Right. And so now we go online, and we can really see a vast. A right. vast storytelling of the human condition. It's great. You know that actually made me remember. This isn't related to acting or geeky things. It's actually related to sports. Oh <laughs> God, Sarah, what are you doing? No. Uh, do you guys remember back in the day when there was this thing that swept the nation called Linsanity? Oh yeah, Linsanity. Um, so I actually watched a documentary on that. Oh, you saw a documentary? Yes. Um, it's a long story. I'll tell you all on my stream sometime what like the whole thing of how I ended up watching it. Um, but. It's basically about a basketball player who is Asian. This is a true story about it's not like made up. Jeremy Lin, who is um, he he rose to fame for a little while. He's still playing in the NBA, um, but he's not like Steph Curry has kind of you know taken over all of our thoughts and minds. Bless his heart. The light skin yellow boy. <laughs> he's um, in Charlotte now. He was the Lin Stanley happened in New York City. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but what was most interesting about the story for me was how much of the in today's day and age, how much of what he faced was just pure racist vitriol? <laughs> like, you like to think all the time, like, oh, no, no, you know, the world isn't that racist, America isn't that bad, it's just a few people. We tell ourselves these things all the time to try to make ourselves feel better, mm -hmm. but, like, what bothered people about him was that he was an Asian man playing a sport. 
that is predominantly black men and if not very masculine white men. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's our idea that Asian men are not as masculine as other races that really played into a lot of the surprise and hatred and not just hatred but people just weren't taking him seriously either. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was beating like the top pick in the draft that year every time they played but people still weren't willing to give him credit simply because of the way he looked. Yeah. I feel like America needs like J J Rock one oh one because like I had that I had those teenage years like and I still like that I think is what broadened my view to like what is beauty in, mm -hmm. in human in human being form. So I was a big J Rock star. I was my biggest crush. Yeah. I just no lies. I think it's changed. I think it's changing. I think the generations mm -hmm. it's just inevitably things are changing. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, like in the nerd culture it's totally like the a Asians in the nerd culture is like Asians in, in no other culture in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, like every artist you can think of, if you go to Comic Con, every artist there is very influenced by Asian artists. Mm -hmm. All the whole crowd, you, it's the only place, it's probably the only scene in, in the world where you're really seeing people at large. Really, the Asians are actually dominant, where it's like people mm -hmm. wearing wigs trying to look more Asian. Mm -hmm. um, they, everyone kind of speaks Japanese. Everyone, white, black, or other, they right. all say a lot of otakus. We're otakus in this house. Yeah, yeah so there's a, a lot of that going on. So it's like anything. I think things are kind of changing, mm -hmm. and uh, and the geeks are leading the way. Well, geeks yeah. definitely are leading the way. So um, no, but that's that's absolutely true. I mean, even now, uh, which comic am I reading that I'm absolutely in love with? Uh, Hellcat. Mm -hmm. Clearly inspired by manga and anime, with one hundred and ten percent, like not even like a normal comic, but like heightened, like it's kawaii, everything about it. And I'm just like, and this is going to be so popular, and it's it's pretty popular right now. And it's, it's like you said, it's drawing its influence oh, yeah. from mm -hmm. things that we all know and love. So I think you're right. As Avatar: Last Airbender is an American Nickelodeon right. cartoon right. that mm -hmm. is solely anime inspired mm -hmm. by not just the art, but the storytelling and the whole. It was it's an American anime. Right, and to get off topic, I like growing up. I actually ended up watching a lot of anime on accident um, mm. because we grew up in Europe, and it's just different. You'd like, oh, this is a cartoon. My kid can watch this. No, those were not for children. No. <laughs> um, but the storytelling in anime has always been to me way more adult mm. in cartoon form. Like even when it's not an adult show, it was still just more like Dragon Ball wasn't for adults. But in America, that kind of humor is considered more for adults, and cartoons are kind of, like, dumbed down. Like, if you go back and watch 80s cartoons, you're like, oh my god, you thought I was really stupid. Or the Telemundo Dragon Ball it yeah. is. That's right, what but <laughs> what now cartoons are trying to treat their audience a little more like they're mini-adults, mm -hmm. which I think is pretty cool, and I do think comes from the anime influence. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I think generation, it's changing, and we all do, you know, what we can generationally to kind of, like, Again, it's just widening the scope of what it means to be Asian in America. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things I get from the people of my generation is always, uh, like, Rufio was the first cool Asian that they ever saw in film <laughs> and television, ever. Like, I'm sorry, you're sitting right here. I should not bite my lip. <laughs> but, like, I remember being like, oh, my God, one for me. Cause I, and even as a little kid, I didn't find, this is terrible, I've told y'all before, I didn't find white men attractive, generally. They were very mean to me. I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. But I never got to see hot Asian guys. And I was just like, oh my god, who is a roofer? I was a little half top, but you're sitting next to me now, so that's weird. So, so keep talking. So, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I really pride myself in my career. I've been able to play a lot of characters against stereotypical roles. Like, when Rufio being this, you know, Asian guy who's the leader of this multicultural group of Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. I mean, when Mark, we talked to Margaret Cho earlier. I did a film with her years ago where I played, uh, where I was adopted by a black family. Mm -hmm. And so I played this kind of Asian hip-hop kind of black so character. Yeah. <laughs> and, or like even when I was on Fresh Prince back in the day and I was uh, Ashley's boyfriend, I was the Asian jock mm -hmm. who was super dumb, mm -hmm. like totally dumb. Yeah. So it's the ability that I've been able to, throughout my career to kind of like always kind of challenge the, the status quo or the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm proud of that. And uh, was it my doing? A lot of times as an actor, you're just kind of the right person for the role at the time. So I've just kind of been fortunate in that way. Has been very inspiring and awesome, and and continues today. Whenever we see uh, what Fast and the Furious, mm -hmm. like getting to see that sex, all these dead oh, now. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Son, <laughs> why did he dead? Son, dead. Oh, we're Son so dead. damn sexy, and he got 
to be sexy and get so a girl. Like, that it doesn't happen a lot. Like, you're, if you're the friend who's Asian, you're not getting a girl. But it's changing now. But it is changing. It is changing now. I mean, the, the character in The Craziest Girlfriend, mm-hmm. the female yes, yes. guy, is, is actually the, the boyfriend, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think things are changing, not at the rate that we all want them to be, but if you, they, things are moving. I'm not saying by any means for us to be... Uh, yes. Um, but at the same token, you know, let's let's go well. I like I said when I talk to Asian communities, I do remind them that look, we're at the highest profile as Asians as we've ever been in this country, mm-hmm. the highest profile we've ever been. Yep. So that's great, but it's not enough. Because mm-hmm. then look at the '90s and the Latino explosion happened, and the stars get plucked out. I mean, J Lo happened, and Mark Anthony and Ricky Martin, and, and, and a lot of great Latino stars came from it, but. The community didn't continue to create where there's not like a plethora of Latino films and plethora of Latino shows out. Right. Um, part of it, we have to create our own systems, and and ultimately, who knows what's gonna happen? But right. have to become more than just the fat of the time. Right. To keep it in movement. But both things can work at the same time. We could be fighting to to better the system at hand and creating our own system at the same time. At the same time. Definitely agree. Um, so we actually still have a little more time. Did we want to talk about Star Wars Rogue One? Uh, yeah, so that's one of the major projects that's coming out. We've got uh, three Asian actors in the main awesome. cast. That's I think that that's really fun. Like, I love the way that Star Wars is finally bringing people of color to the spotlight. Like, Because, I mean, uh, it's outer space. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> outer space. You can have dog aliens. You can have an Asian person. So, and, like, so uh, it's, been, it's been, for me, as, too, as a, as a Latina woman, it's been... Um, a really cool journey when, when, man, when that trailer dropped. Like, I can imagine how it feels now. When, when Poe, we first saw him in the X-Wing, my dad said, they put us in an X-Wing, so now we have Asian actors in Rogue One who are the people who steal the plants of the Death Star. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see it. It's amazing that they It's great that they're doing other stories in the world in the, right. in the mm-hmm. live action film. About time. And yeah. the, with the people of color, I wrote a blog about the importance of, of us making films with people of color. Mm-hmm. It's like, so like, with Star Wars, well, like, the New Zealanders, they start making really great films. So the Well, well Watchers, uh, Once Were Warriors, and they start getting a lot of attention in Hollywood. But that impacted Hollywood to cut to years later when Boba Fett, who's one of the favorite characters of everyone watching the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. when he takes off his mask in the, in the second, <laughs> he's a he's a Kiwi guy. Right. He's, so you're telling me, and not only that, all the clones yep. are brown All of them. All of them. But, I mean, it's amazing because no one... Right. No one thought, mm-hmm. you know, he was right. a person of color right. for from the settings to whatever. Right, which should point out something about what we automatically assume about people. Totally. That. Mm-hmm. So that's what the impact of creating, and if we keep creating and we start creating really good stuff that can impact Hollywood, it will impact the machine. Mm-hmm. We can be in these great, uh, and we are becoming in these great, these great franchises, mm-hmm. and then we're going to create our own great franchises at the same time. Yes. But I'm excited about Rogue One. I mean, who else is in it? Uh, We've got Felicity Jones. That lady. Oh, Felicity Jones. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Diego Luna. Diego um, Luna's in Riz it. Ahmed is one of one of the. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, right? Yeah. yeah. Forrest Whitaker. I was very confused cool. when I saw Forrest Whitaker too, because I think he has a staff just like in The Walking Dead, so it threw me off. I was yeah, like, I wait, oh, what? Like or what is happening right here? Because he has that big black armor. So you're I know, like, like, like kind of like Darth Vaderish. Yeah. I, I mean, for I know Forrest. I'll tell a quick, quick story. It's a weird story, right? Can, can I tell a quick yes, story? Of course you can. So there's a funny story about Forrest Whitaker. I, I was up for this movie. Um, it was a Fat Albert movie, right? Okay. The live, mm-hmm. which was already weird, Fat Albert. Right. <laughs> this is back when Forrest Whitaker was going to direct the movie. Mm-hmm. He didn't end up directing the film, but so I, I don't know why I'm there. I'm there, and it's all black, all young black Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I'm there too. All the guys we're all friends with a lot of them and so I'm at the audition and I'm going why am I auditioning for this movie and I'm auditioning for Dumb, Dumb Donald right and Dumb Donald has the the, oh, uh, the right. beanie okay. over his face right. so you can't see what he is and so I go in and I do the whole reading and and Forrest is a very soft-spoken guy mm-hmm. you know he's like he lets me read the whole thing and I read it I, I thought it was pretty good <laughs> and he's like Dante man I love you man and I'm like, thanks, Forrest, man. Thank you. And he's like, I'm just, I'm just trying to get my head around this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, I'm 
just thinking after all of these years, Dum Dum's gonna take off his beanie, <laughs> and it's you. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> It was the funniest, funniest. Oh, This is the thing, it's like, the way Hollywood works a lot of times is like, if you're like, not white, you know, you're black. Right, you just get thrown in. It's like, if you're not white, you're just right. person of color black. Right. Even for black roles, it's like, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, you ain't gotta tell me all these light-skinned, just as black as I am girls going for <laughs> characters like Storm. It's Can I be Storm Hollywood? God. Yes, actually. I know! It's so frustrating. So... I mean, Hollywood has had a, a, a real interesting relationship with race mm -hmm. and uh, throughout the years, and, mm -hmm. and we're still going through it. Right. Um, there was an interesting video put out recently about um, black Latinos and Latinas, um, and it was a bunch of actresses who most people would just tell you are black, talking about the fact they're not black. No. They're like Venezuelan, or like, you know, they're, they're Cuban. They're actually right. Latina women. But Hollywood has no place for, for a black, black Latino. Latino woman. But the other thing is, hopefully we get to a place as, I mean, because on theater, a lot of people play different stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because it's yes. theater. But hopefully, years from now, it could take 100 years, that we get to a place where actors can just play roles, right? Mm -hmm. Because, in a sense, we're getting so PC. Like, I'm Filipino, right? Now, you go for a role that's Asian, and mm -hmm. they go, well, what kind of, like, if you're not Chinese, you can't play. You're saying, I gotta wait for a Filipino role to come along for me to play mm -hmm. is crazy. Right. It's not we're not looking at white guys and going, hold on a second. That's what I said. <laughs> white guys and we're like, you're not Italian. You're not yeah. Italian. You're not French. Let's right. count how many men have played James Bond that are not British. Right. And we're gonna get mad at the one British man <laughs> because he's black, y'all is hypocrites. Right. So it's like a weird like I said, we have a very interesting relationship with race mm -hmm. and I, and it's fluid. It's not right. nothing's ever gonna be set in stone because Ultimately, we're all playing make-believe. Like, mm -hmm. let's remember that. Like, we're, none of this is actually really real. Mm -hmm. It's us telling stories. We're actually going to tell a story, and we're going to hopefully be the best, you know, person to help tell this story. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, you have to be sensitive right. for it certain It is a complicated things. issue. Like, it's a complicated issue. Like when J-Lo was, um, what's her name? Why am I blanking on her name right now? Beebity bum bum, come on. Jayla was. Jayla was. Oh my god, really? This is embarrassing because I know she, I'm seeing her shiny pink outfit. Selena. Selena, thank you. There we go. When Jayla was Selena, it was a very big deal to the Mexican community. Because she's Puerto Rican. Because Jayla's Puerto Rican. It looked, which is true, but at the same, like. But I think it depends. Because it if depends. she's just been playing, like. But she did a good job. She did a great, she did a great job. Mm -hmm. And those of us not Mexican are like, that was great. Yeah. But. Because of who Selena was, right. as being one of the first Mexican women to really capture America, mm -hmm. that was something that Mexican people held very right. dear to them. And, it, so made, and it, made, it made her career. I mean, it did. It really Damn it, Jayla. You could have made a Mexican lady's career, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things, like, you never know. Right. And, uh, and so it is a complicated issue, and, and I don't necessarily think there's, always, there's one blanket issue, which is what makes talking to people about it so hard, mm -hmm. because they love to bring up, oh, well, what about this, and what about that it's like yes this is complicated there is yeah, no one like, answer like in um with the, the geisha movie geisha yeah memoirs of the geisha mm -hmm. everyone was really upset that uh Zhang Ji played the main girl and she's chinese mm -hmm. and memoirs of geisha is about japanese right. of japanese girl. and you go wow <laughs> i get it mm -hmm. it's one of those things like, i don't know what's right what's not right, right what's wrong what's right that kind of reminds me of the the Marvel bit this like recently the 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 reasoning one of the rumors about the reasoning was that uh, they didn't want to cast a Tibetan actor. Oh, it's not even a rumor. The guy straight yeah. up said that. They didn't want to yeah cast a Tibetan actor or have it to do with Tibet because then they couldn't sell the movie to China. Right. And I'm like, well, why could you not have just cast? A Chinese actor, right? <laughs> like, and and not just that. That was a, even more deep. It could have yeah. been they name it something else. They don't call it Tibet. Mm -hmm. e right. in, in the comics, often it's not referred to as Tibet. It's referred to as that place. Mm -hmm. That place could have been any mystical, made-up Asian dimension. Right. <laughs> like it didn't yeah, need so to be a country. It is a very yes, complicated. Complicated. I mean, my whole career. I mean, half my resume is like Latino character. Right. Mexican, Puerto Rican, like all kind of, I mean, like I said, like you're after you kind of get in where you fit in. It's it's right. mm -hmm. it's a very weird thing where we all know as Americans, there are 
one of the American rights is like, look, you can't hire or fire anyone in America based on their race, mm-hmm. I mean, their age, their sexual preference. Like, right. We know that. Like, we all know that. It's like basic, except in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, we are actually going to, you can't even get into the room unless you look a certain way. And, of course, for the story, it, it, it has to make sense. Right, but sometimes people think that things affect story that shouldn't actually. Well, that, that's, what, that's, that's what that's what the majority that's, of thing is. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, like oh, you're a, even to the point. Oh, it's a main character, so it has to be a man or a white person. Like you know, like little things that you don't need to write into your script. You don't necessarily need to write. No, it's what race crazy. Is. I mean, I'll tell you. Basically, when you look at when you get when you look at breakdowns when they're looking for roles, when they just talk about someone like mm-hmm. uh, male, twenty five to thirty five, good looking, outgoing. Female, you—that's white. You already mm-hmm. know. Like, if they don't say race, they're yes. saying white. Mm-hmm. And then they can start breaking down to the race. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of time, they'll just say like any ethnicity. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn. Any ethnicity means like not white or like a brunette white person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I see. Yeah. Yeah. That Felicia, kind of thing. Felicia Day was actually sharing so on the like oh age and race and everything. Felicia was sharing some of the, and other women were sharing some of the things about women, what's set on the It's even rough for women. Like, like rough for women. 39 aged out of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Again, and again, I think things are changing, but that's the way it's been for mm-hmm. so long because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, men run Hollywood, Caucasian men, I mean, literally, if you look at Hollywood, all the guys are, have, their co-stars are all half their age. Yes. It's like all. Somebody did a chart. It was like, yeah, like down the line. Yes. It's like you're a 23, 25 year old actress playing opposite a 50 year old man constantly. Somebody brought that up with Die Hard because I actually watched Die Hard for the first time this Christmas, and I was so surprised by Bruce Willis's wife because she looked like a a normal woman. B the same age as him, yeah. like a, a grown-ass woman who was doing her shit. Mm-hmm. And somebody actually brought it up while we were watching. They were like, this casting choice would have never happened nowadays and only happened then because Bruce Willis was like, I really like this woman and I've seen yeah. her and stuff and I really want her cast. Mm-hmm. But it was shocking to see, for my mind, to see a woman the same age as the guy, like a middle-aged woman as sexy mm-hmm. and like somebody who the villain would want to talk to. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Is nice. It's interesting. That's my hope for Indiana Jones 5. Oh, make God. very and sexy. Just make her, um, make her a sexy, sexy, sexy old 50 lady. year old. She's sexy and smart. She can still drink you under the, cha- the table. Under the table as well. Under the table. We've been drinking a little chables. Um, <laughs> so we're going to round it up because it is 9 o'clock. Um, you know, we always have to talk about comics and books and things like that. So uh, just briefly about some comics you should check out. Totally mm-hmm. awesome Hulk, Silk, Miss Marvel. Um, uh, TV shows, well, I'm sorry, movies in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Mantis um, is going to make an appearance. Are there any others that I'm missing, things that are coming out that we should tell people about? Uh, things coming up currently, no, we already talked about Rogue One, that's this Christmas. Go out mm-hmm. and support all of our new Rebels. Um, and don't worry guys, once we do our little wrap-up we, where we say bye, we are going to let you guys ask a couple questions, maybe like five if you guys are quick, so mm-hmm. get your questions in your brain right I now. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> do you want to do it before we say the end? Let's, let's do it Dante and he's go. special I mean, and fun. Yeah, okay. Why not? Okay, um, guys, line up your questions real okay. quick. My first question is, what what is your uh, Legend of Korra ship? I. Um, oh. <laughs> of course, Sami's definitely. Yes. Okay. Excellent good, answer. Good, correct. Tell answer. them about your Avatar ship. Oh yeah, Avatar. 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 That answers your question, Avatar State God. Definitely, I'm a Zutar shipper. I'm like a, definitely the captain of the ship. But I did go back and look at May, and you know, I was like, you know, May's cool too. Mm-hmm. You know, people because there's a lot of people that go, you don't like May, but you know, May's actually cool. I just, you know, I always like the Zutar. Zutar yes, mm-hmm. me too. I, yeah, May is a great character. She's, she's just not his cool. boo forever. Right. Yeah. She's actually a very cool character, and I love Cricket's voice, mm-hmm. like that raspy. You know who would have been cool? You know who would have been hilarious and only because I watched Parks and Rec? Sokka and May, a la Andy and April. Wow, that would be crazy. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> uh, but do you guys have any questions? Uh, I think we saw a couple come up for Dante a little bit earlier, so if you have them, 
send them our way. I'm going to get over where I can actually see the newer questions. Um, but uh, I know how I can find them. Yes. Oh, say yeah. hello to Dante. Uh, there we go. Okay, uh, Michael. Uh, my question, do a poem. <laughs> oh, can you do a poem? <laughs> On the spot. Do on the spot. I'll do one if you do one. You do one. <laughs> really? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so before I do one, I gotta ask you if you really want a poem. Because all of my poems are erotica. <laughs> I don't mind, but I don't want to make Let's you want to go for it. Go for it. Alright. <clears throat> this is gonna be great, you guys. Oh, I found the thing I wanted. Oh, oh. Wait, actually, you guys choose. Would you rather hear a poem about having sex with a god or a poem called Kryptonite Pussy? Oh, I want to hear Kryptonite. Yeah, I'm down with Kryptonite. That sounds like a Nicki Minaj song. Oh, it's, it's me and the fireman. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Call a doctor. My love is so sick. He wet when we were done. Said my pussy was the sun. What's in that poem? Poem must be Kryptonite. Cause it boom boom got Superman so weak. And he screams when he reaches that ever's peak. All of the orgasms are just echoes of this one single come. Do I sound conceited? Had him stutter and forget his name. Please believe it said nothing ever made him come like this. Could he done? Want to try some? It'll wreck your heart, break your back, and dig like crap. Darling, I like and fallen like Niagara if you never had her. You don't, you don't even know. Don't even try to guess. Suppress the daydreams. They're just echoes of echoes of this sweet cream. It's good like melted chocolate. How you want it? Better than uh, sunny days and funnel cakes. Make you rock and shake from the religion my naughty creates. And he worships it the way like the way the uh, Aztecs worship poetry. With his tongue. <laughs> There you go. Very good. Alright, someone clip that for me. Oh, um, we've got a couple questions for Dante. Uh, the first one is, what was it like making your own thing with naked brown men? Two thousand oh, awesome. what? With your yeah. family? I did. That was like the first yeah. film I kind of like co-produced and directed with my brothers and like kind of. It was just like a family project, really, and we shot on house. It was amazing because my my brothers wrote it. My brother and my uh, my friend Adam Gifford wrote it. And uh, we shot it in our actual house at the time. We still—I don't know if we ever released it. We still have. I'm not like just put it online. Promise, it was a lot of stuff with the music at the time. But uh, it was really good. It taught me a lot. It was like going to film school, and it's really crazy story. That's dope. My band and everything. It's—it's kind of like a found like time capsule from the '90s, hmm. which I think I should probably. YouTube probably love that. Yeah, probably. Oh. Love yeah. Um, you heard it here first. Folks were talking about you as a Mandalorian. Um, do you and think that you should put on some Star Wars armor? I would do that. I'm down with that. <laughs> would you be a Mandalorian, a Jedi, or a Sith? Definitely not a Sith. Mm -hmm. but, you know who knows? Probably, <laughs> I mean, I always love being the idea of being a Jedi. Mm -hmm. the I'm Jedi? definitely a Sith. Yeah, you're absolutely. You have like a Sith lightsaber over yes, there. Yes, it's over oh, there. Really? My brother, my brother made this for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you see it right there. And he carved Lord Haras, may your reign be eternal. There are backwards to it. Which is not my Sith name, that's but pretty, that's yeah. pretty good though. My brother's pretty awesome. Uh, and then I guess our final one is Umberstar is asking you to be the voice of the confidence in his head? Or their oh, head? Yeah. Her head? Her head? Her head. Yeah, definitely. That's like a Homestuck, uh, Homestuck reference. Oh, there we go. Shout out to all my Homestucks out there. Yeah. In um yeah, in Homestuck, uh Rufio's the confidence in a character named Tavros's head. That's he so summons cool. he summons Rufio to kinda you know, talk him up. <laughs> I'll do that anytime. I'm down for that. Yay! Dante right. is Boba Fett in his twenties. Favorite Zuko line. Uh I don't know. I bet it's the honor one. No, that's rough buddy's good line. Oh that's my favorite buddy. is uh it's which is... one? That's rough, buddy. Oh, that's oh yeah. Rough, buddy. Uh, hi there, Zuko here. Uh, yeah, people love that line. That's like one of the, like one of those funny. It's weird when you do a whole like whole series and mm -hmm. people gravitate to certain moments and certain lines. Right. It was definitely because it was not what you expect, and it was so awkward mm -hmm. and adorable. Right. You're just like, what? The Fire Lord who's been trying to kill you this whole time and doesn't know how to introduce it. Well, yeah, he's trying to like get in with the crew. Mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, Zuko here. It's just like, no, we really? It's like when my mom calls and says it's mom. No. <laughs> Didn't know it was. Thanks, mom. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I think we'll wrap it up here. Yes. Uh, our next show is going to be on June 1st, so make sure you follow Woman Up Show on Twitter mm -hmm. uh, for the announcement of our future And everybody topic. tweet Phil Lamar and say, yo, you should probably be on that episode. Tell Phil you favorited should be tweet here. About you. So I just feel, Phil, yeah. Phil's the dude. He Phil, is the homie. Tell mm -hmm. Phil, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet him back. Oh, oh yay! 
Uh, we have a YouTube channel. You can follow it bit.ly slash womanupshow. Or you can just search Woman Up Podcast at this point. It started showing up in searches. Sweet. One day we'll get a URL. Fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> um, and I think that's... Oh, you can also follow us on allgames.com. If you are listening from All Games or iTunes right now, hello! Hello, future people. Hello. What do you like? Do you have hoverboards? It's racial equality, finally. Finally achieved. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dante, where can we find you? Uh, at Dante Bosco on Twitter and Instagram or uh, Rufio Zuko on Tumblr. And where can we find you, Sarah? Nowhere. Wait, real quick, I want to get back to you. Is there anything that you're working on right now that you'd like people to check out? Um, and there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things in flux. I'm mm. writing a new film. I'm producing uh, another film that we're working on right now. So... Little thing, my play, Midnight Makeout Session, which is like all poetry and uh, stuff. So, constantly working on some things. Very cool. Uh, you can find me at Sarah the Rebel everywhere. Um, That's Sarah everywhere. with an H as God intended. Thank you, Katrina. I'm so <laughs> glad we developed this relationship that we have. I don't even have to say my sentences, my mm-hmm. homie. You guys can find me anywhere on the internet at O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A. That's Okatrina.com or Okatrina on Twitter. Um, and check out my latest Star Wars bi-weekly column, because I'm talking about all of the costumes on StarWars.com now, so. Yeah, she's getting real legit, yo. I'm like, oh, look at these articles. I'm going to go have lunch with them in, in, in SF this weekend. I'm oh, freaking we're out, yo. It. If you guys did not see, Star Wars tweeted a picture of Sienna from Lost Star. Yes, Sienna Ree is now... She's a thing! So go look at her and also find out more about Ray Sloan, who is also mm-hmm. a black woman in the Empire and is holding it down. So, sorry. I had to snap <laughs> because she is just amazing. Sorry. There's a lot of, lot of stuff going on There's in the Star Wars things. books. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I posted one of the Rebels on Rebels. You did? Jay, yeah, Jay. Oh, the new yes. show. The, uh, the, the Imperial. Well, Kidding. Yeah, when he became one of the rebels, so we'll see if I can get back on the show. They're like telling the storyline. I completely line. forgot about yeah. that. episode was awesome, too. Yeah, they so had I'm, to... I'm part of, I got a little love. I got a little original. Yay! Yeah. So I love Star Wars. I should have had you for Star Wars. Super I know, excited. Right? Super excited about that whole thing. That's amazing. Well, awesome. thank you so much for coming on again. Um, and, and this has been Woman Up Show, and I have been O'Katrina. Yeah, I've been Sarah the Rebel. And we'll see you next time on June 1st. Yes. Goodbye! Wait, wait. Oh, what are we... Until then...